1: with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's n-o-o-m.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are
0: sold. Everybody copies me, honey. Everybody, and I don't mean to sound conceited, but they do. I kind of get off on it in a way because it's a compliment. It means that, okay, ooh, people are looking at what I'm doing, man. That's kind of cool. Guys aren't paying attention to me, but people stealing my ideas are.
2: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carleen Higgins and Jill Dunn. Breaking Beauty Podcast is a FabFitFun partner. Hey Jill, sounds like your FabFit Fun Summer Box has some buzzworthy finds this month. Sure does. Everyone will receive one of these Foreo Luna
1: Fofo facial cleansing devices. You know the ones with the silicone bristles? It has a high-tech twist, though, with skin sensors, Bluetooth technology, and it analyzes your
2: skin's moisture mojo. I can picture it now. Your Foreo will be blinking like, warning, warning, dehydration alert.
1: You can also receive this Vasanti Brighten Up Enzymatic Face Rejuvenator made by four women right here in Toronto. Or one of these Summer and Rose Beach Towels with a cool pineapple print to match my drink. With every FabFitFun seasonal subscription box, you always get Full-size beauty, fashion, and lifestyle products worth at least $200 for only $49.99 U.S. Breaking Beauty listeners
2: can use the code BEAUTY for $10 off your first box.
1: Visit FabFitFun.com to get yours today.
2: Hello, Carlene. Hello, Jilly. (laughs) Jilly Willie. And now everyone's (laughs) going to get that joke after this episode. (laughs) Certainly are.
1: We're getting ahead (laughs) of ourselves here. But remember last month, our founder episode was the OG Botox pioneer, Dr. Jean Carruthers. I do. Do you guys remember? Fascinating conversation. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Even if you're not into Botox or never intend to get it, I still think her story is incredible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have all these modern innovations in beauty, in the beauty world, but we also are having this whole moment with naturals and everybody wanted to clean their routine. Absolutely. And our guest today is a pioneer in natural
2: makeup. Her name is Rosemary Swift, and she is the founder of RMS Beauty.
1: So, this is an all natural makeup line. She's Canadian from Vancouver and one of our most requested
2: guests. She helped lead the movement in Green Beauty and really turned Hollywood. On to the idea of green beauty because she was working with Victoria's Secret models, Giselle, Miranda Kerr. You know, those women are obviously huge green beauty and lifestyle advocates and passing a lot of her early prototypes and people started requesting her products and it just like dominoed into her own line.
1: Yeah. And her signature look is just about making the skin look alive. Mm -hmm. So that's what she did for these supermodels that were, you know, fronting Victoria's Secret campaigns.
2: Everybody wanted what she was selling. Yeah,
1: but yeah. you you wouldn't even believe that the woman who was making up Victoria's Secret models
2: was once the front woman of a punk band. And we're going to dive deep into all of that very shortly. But she really is a rebel with a cause. And proof of that is a website that she started early in her career called truthinbeauty.com and it was pretty controversial. She was one of the first to to be a makeup artist with a point of view. Yeah, exactly. Where a lot in the past they were just like workers.
1: Well, this and that's why because it was freaking scary. Yeah, to stick your neck out there and say anything negative right. about any brand that could be your ne- scenes and that could be your next paycheck. You yeah. want to work on a big brand's campaign, well. You know, everyone's got to keep the, the lights on. So she took a risk and, yeah, you know, she, it's paid off for her. All of her products are, let's tell people, they are what they're free from.
2: Gluten, they're GMO-free, soy-free, nano-free. They are not tested on animals and they are all in recyclable glass pots. There is no plastic. And they're made with mineral pigments
1: in a very special coconut oil-based. It's cold centrifuged coconut oil which is less refined than cold pressed Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a very high quality coconut oil so there's less heat processing and she really
2: got this whole idea from the raw food movement that she was really into so let's talk about the iconic bestseller yes it is the living luminizer Mm -hmm. it's something What of a highlighting product? Yes. But not as bling bling. Yeah. It's not bling bling really at all. Yeah. It was created in 2009. It was the first product she ever developed. So it was way before, you know, the Fenty Beauty Trophy wife and all that we often refer to. Um, And the texture of it is really a cream, Mm -hmm. um, but it's very sheer, very translucent. It's like a balm. Yeah. It adds a lovely do yeah
1: and i think what she's nailed with coconut oil is that coconut oil has a real affinity with your skin's natural texture Mm -hmm. so it it truly does melt into the skin which is why i think you get that whoa miranda kerr glow or that you know she's she's all about making
2: the skin look alive and look incredible it's like lock and key yeah the og living luminizer hue is like we said very sheer very translucent but it does give that lovely Mm -hmm. glow Mm -hmm. and now there are two shade extensions coming out Mm -hmm. one of them is called champagne rose Mm -hmm. that we have right here and the other one is called peach why don't you break it down
1: um i think that the the peach one is just when you want to hint more bronze it's Mm -hmm. very very much a hint it's like a whisper of bronze and then the champagne rose or rosé if you will i think that it kind of gives like um pearlescent. Yeah. The finish on that one and probably better for fairer skin tones. Mm -hmm.
2: Whereas I think the peach one is better if you have like a little bit more color and you want to add more color. Yeah. I think the name's a little deceiving because I used the peach this morning to Mm -hmm. contour my cheeks. Mm -hmm. I'm very pale, so it's a bit of a, a bronzing effect for me. Yeah. But I think on really deep skin tones it would be a lovely highlighter yeah and just again to bring out that glow and sort of a tone on tone um way yes and
1: it is a huge runaway bestseller yeah you know it's a massive massive hits hit. at detox market the base for yeah. like she's you know been around for eight to ten years and this trajectory of this brand is just
2: up. yeah and um, megan markle apparently is a big fan which yeah. By the time you hear this, her wedding will have passed a couple of weeks ago, but I wonder if she'd use it on that day because it's exactly the type of product you'd want to be using on that day when when you just want to glow with ethereal radiance. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) And the other products that are our favorites, Mm -hmm. I am quite oily skin, so I love loose powder, but um, the puff that she put in is really amazing. It's Mm -hmm delivers the perfect amount of product under your skin and it doesn't feel like, feels almost like Mm. a a luxury, like a Terry
2: Mm -hmm. and you like the concealer, right? Yeah. I'm really into the uncover up concealer. I use the double zero because again, I am pale. Um, I'm a big fan of clay depot because I find it's very high coverage, but I also find this one to be quite high coverage and it's also buildable. But again, it's definitely a, um, a slippier, Uh, consistency right a little more like a stretch but I would say it gives you more coverage Mm -hmm. than a stretch and something to get used to when
1: you're using RMS products because they're in an oil base yeah you often will open them up the little pot and they will have like beads of sweat on them yeah if you will and you have to just like massage those
2: away the product is fine she says just let it live you know yeah it's alive absolutely so (laughs) let's get to
1: the interview tell everybody where we talked to the iconic Rosemary
2: yeah, I'm so touched by this because it was right in my neighborhood at the Finally broad- you got to get everyone to go east. <laughs> okay, I gotta tell you that you have powder now on your nose. Perfect. Just saving friends that for can later. can tell friends that. Just save it um, for later. As she was testing the product, guys. We met at the Broadview Hotel and it was an iconic strip joint called Jilly's for many, many Good years. Yeah.
1: Have you ever been... Did did you ever go to Jilly's? No, I
2: never did. You?
1: Yes. I was there one night. Oh, boy. Uh, You know, it was like a Toronto Heritage moment. You mm -hmm. had to go and just see what went on inside that place. I think we did do a couple of tequila shots, and then that wasn't enough. It was... We saw too much and we had to leave. Uh,
2: So it was converted into a very lovely boutique hotel just last year. It has a beautiful view from the rooftop. And we met Rosemary Swift there with her sister. Her sister hung out for a little bit before she had to go. But cute story there. She's a medium and she flies to New York a lot and mm-hmm. does readings for people in the beauty industry, right, apparently, that right. Rosemarie has put her in touch with. And apparently, sometimes when Rosemarie goes around to stores mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to do training and interact with customers about how to use her products, mm-hmm. her sister has, like, a little table off to the side with a lineup of people waiting to to have readings done. So, I love their vibe. They were so great. Yeah, they are so, so great, great together.
1: Great. But, okay, Rosemarie, when she sat down with us in this hotel room, it dawned on her how she had a connection yeah. to the Broadview Hotel and to Jilly's back in the day. So, without further ado, we're going to let her take it away.
0: Okay. Oh, we've been no recording means- the whole time already. <laughs> oh, I just sneaky. like to get I just like to yeah. get texture, you
1: know. Right. That's, yeah. good, That's <laughs> good. That's good. That's sneaky. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You never know. The gold, I swear to God, the gold happens when the mic goes off. Oh,
0: not me, man. (laughs) I'm in my heaven here. I'm a talker. (laughs) My name is Rosemary Swift. I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and I'm the founder of RMS Beauty. So we're sitting
1: here in the Broadview Hotel, which just opened last year, Uh and it used to be a different event space or space exactly iconic space in toronto exactly so tell us what your stories are about the broadview hotel
0: be warned okay <laughs> here goes um actually when we came here i was like the broadview hotel where is that my little sister goes oh, she goes i'm not sure and then we looked it up it's like the old jillies Jilly's was a strip club Mm -hmm. my sister one of my sisters was a stripper there Mm -hmm. and you know I'm cruising around doing my makeup thing like back in the day when I was actually just painting models and I decided to come to the strip club to see my sister and just to see what the hell's going on you know what I mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I go in there and you know back in those days because this would have been late 70s early 80s and uh, I wanted to go see what was happening so you know back in those days they had little tables that they put in front I think it's called table dancing or whatever So I saw my sister, and she gets her little table, goes up to the grossest guy I've ever seen in my life, I'm going to really be honest, and she starts to do her thing. I was so disgusted because he gave her $2. I was so livid that I went up to her, and I smacked her across the face. I said, you did that for $2? The security picked me up, they threw me out of the club because they thought I was just some weird lesbian or something. I don't know what they <laughs> thought, you know, coming on in one of the dances in a very unusual way. But they, they threw me out of the door and they, right on the street, I actually fell on the street and they forbid me to ever come back into Jilly's again. So when my sister and I drove up here, we're thinking, are they going to let me in? <laughs> <laughs> Do they remember me? <laughs> so that's the story. I was born in North Van. My life was really simple then. We used to go Whistler, we'd go skiing, we had you know healthy food in the garden that we would eat. Everything was really a nice normal childhood and plus to be honest we we're, were back in the days of the like I was born in 55 I'm older <laughs> and um, So we're born in the days when all the hippie and the free love thing was going on. So we had a heyday, let me tell you. I remember starting out, I wanted to be a singer. I was all obsessed at that time with, you know, a few different punk singers then. And so I I started a band and and our our first gig was going to to the uh, uh, Smiling Buddha nightclub. And one of the producers hired us to back up the Ramones. So my second gig was backing up the Ramones. And I'm like, oh, my God, how the hell did I get here? We started getting other gigs, and I needed money. So I just went around and started doing strippers, easy way in. And uh, I ended up, um, uh, you know, the girls would ask what color should they use. And I found the label-free cosmetic company back then. And I would buy these little Colors. They look like little Mac pots, you know, yeah. and I, I would buy it for like 80 cents and sell it to the strippers for like five and six dollars. So I was coming home just raking in the bucks. At that time, I thought I was raking in the bucks. <laughs> and uh, that's how it all started. And then a, a magazine heard about me. And before I knew it, I'm I'm doing makeup. OK, but I need to ask about this band. So okay. <laughs> were
2: you? what was the name of the band and wh- what was your role in the band?
0: OK, um, I was the lead singer. I, I remember the very first name we had, which we didn't stick with. The, the kids that were in the band were the Addington family. I don't know if you know who their father is. He's the one that started No Frills. They were from England. So, you know, right away there was a full band because they had all boys. So we had a drummer, bassist, guitarist, and all that, all already in the family, the keyboardist. Uh, it was really funny because it just clicked. I, they wanted a lead singer. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll be a singer. Yeah. <laughs> and I had studied voice for a while. So it was kind of, it, it worked out. We called it the generics. Because he invented that, you know, label-free generic product. So we'd call ourselves the generics. And we thought, nah, that ain't working out. So we called ourselves Insects, like I-N-S-E-X. Okay. And uh, and then after that band, they, I'm going to tell you the real story. After that, I quit that band because we started getting really big gigs. We were asked to back up the Ramones, Susie and the Banshees. Well, we did the Ramones. We got Susan the Banshees and the Stranglers also. And... Um, they accused me of sleeping with everybody in order to get these gigs. And I'm like, I have a boyfriend. I'm not doing that. I was so angry I quit the band. And then I started my own band at that time. It was called Rosa Luxemburg. And uh, and then I thought, yeah, this isn't working out. This is not what I wanted to do. To do. So I moved over to uh, Hamburg in Berlin. And mm-hmm. I, did, I was doing a lot of cabaret stuff there because I like to do old Marlene Dietrich and all that stuff and Zara Leander and, you know, um, just as old kind of torch music things and I was really good at it so I would do little little clubs and things for a while and still do my makeup on the side for the money mm-hmm. and I just kind of was having fun I used to wear a really dark purpley reddish almost black but not black as it makes your teeth look yellow I don't think people realize that so on Instagram kids when they're wearing black lips their teeth don't look like that they go yellow mm. just so you know mm-hmm. but I used to do a really like a it was a really beautiful con I can't remember at the time I think it was a Mac it was a matte color back then Mm. I had white skin and I'm very kind of structured so I would just do tons and tons of black around my eyes but what I did with my hair was interesting because I was obsessed with the bride of Frankenstein back in those days so I used to literally back comb my hair with L-Net of course you know Mm -hmm. your helmet head and uh and I would just have it sticking up. The only thing missing was the white little curl that she would had going up the side of her head back then. Mm -hmm. But it looked really cool because it really lifted my face and made it look very dramatic. Yeah. And I used that for the punk thing and I used it when I did Cabaret.
1: Tell us like what the party scene was like and what the vibe was and... Were you into that scene? In Vancouver,
0: I was hanging out with, when they came to town, Lena Lovitz, the Sonic Youth with Kim Gordon. I remember being a little tour guide for her when I was actually met her again in, um, in Hamburg and I gave her a little tour around Hamburg because she was bored. And, uh, you know, so I've always met really interesting people. When I was in um, Berlin, I met uh, Yellow, the band Yellow. I was hanging around with Nick Cave and those guys. Mm. You know, Einstein and Neubauten In fact, I used to date Blixa Sabargeld, who was the lead, not the lead singer, who's a guitarist, but he was the lead singer of Neubauten So I kind of had my little thing also. Yeah. Had a little thing with Iggy Pop. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I'm just spilling the beans here. But you know what it is? It's because I'm older now. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, So I yeah. just, yeah, you want to hear who I slept with? Sure, I'll tell you who I slept with. Well, I slept with Iggy Pop. I slept with Brian Ferry, Dennis Hopper. I remember hanging around with the Sex Pistols. They did a concert, and they all came to my house after. And they were. I remember, I'll i never forget, it was uh, Paul Cook and Steve Jones were sitting on my bed, and I had this old English sheepdog. And the dog's name was Clayton. And Clayton was lying on the bed with these two guys from, um, you know, the Sex Pistols. And they're just sitting there talking to my dog and petting the dog. The whole dog's just laying there, you know, just (laughs) loving it.
2: One of your biggest breaks was you did a cover for Vancouver
0: City Magazine. Vancouver Magazine. Vancouver Magazine. It was funny, I got that cover because of buying the little the little, uh, little pots of makeup because the guy that, that owned that company was also a makeup artist. he was much older than me, but he asked me to do to cover for him because he couldn't do it. And I thought, yeah, sure I'll do it because I didn't care. I was just like goofing around. And the girl was a really famous model from uh, Sweden. I, 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 I can't remember, but for some reason it's someone along the line of Renee Simons and one of those kind of girls. And it, it did so well there, but he kept asking me to do makeup. and then I moved to, to, to Toronto and uh, pursued you know more makeup there and then took off to Europe and everything so I just kind of scattered myself all over the place but the universe really directed me in that direction and then also getting sick because yeah. if I hadn't gotten sick I wouldn't have analyzed what was in all this stuff and, and re crossed over that border from being a normal makeup artist to being a normal ma- or being a makeup artist with something to say and exposing some of the stuff in the industry mm-hmm. you know? so when you were just getting started as a makeup
1: artist though what were you what were you learning like were you learning on set and you're like paying attention like I read something you talked about like faking it till you make it that's exactly what I did so can you tell, tell I, us I about didn't that? think
0: out anything I didn't you know I didn't care what products I use if it was a cool color I'll put it on um, I honestly and this is gonna sound some people are going to think it sounds conceited. Some people are going to th- think it sounds like a lie. I really didn't care what I was doing. I was, okay, I'm going to shoot. Oh, yeah, I'll do this, this, and this. I didn't have any insecurity. I didn't have any question. I would never question myself. I just did visually what I thought, and I was very lucky because I had an eye. hmm Or else I would not be where I am. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, even sometimes in New York, I do have to admit I get nervous now because I'm working with really famous people Mm -hmm. and that's frightening sometimes. What's the
1: craziest place you ever did makeup back in the day?
0: Oh, I can tell you exactly. Back in the day, one time we we went to a concert for Nina Hagen. I don't know if you remember Nina Hagen Mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. She was like an operatic punk star. She was amazing. Her voice was phenomenal. And um, I got... I somehow because of the gang I was hanging around obviously I was taken backstage and and she goes oh we do my makeup and I kind of looked at her and you know we had nowhere to I think she sat on 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 the speaker and I just started to do her makeup but she had her eyebrows drawn on with felt pen and you know how it how it goes and tapers off to the side of the temple mm-hmm. she had like arrows like the big point of the arrow stuck on there with felt pen and then she had her eyeliner drawn on with thick blue blue uh, uh felt pen again so it doesn't come off and black felt pen on her lips and i'm looking at it and going what the hell how am i supposed to get that (laughs) off because it doesn't come off it's going to be on her for weeks and uh, that was the oddest thing And the the weirdest place because it was just in the back of a, you know, ready for her to go out on stage. So I really didn't do much. Yeah, But it was just interesting to see that situation, look at that face. And she was drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, But it's just to look at that like, okay, well, there's nothing I can really do here. So I put a little uncover up on her, a little bit around the nose, you know, powdered her down and sent her on her way. Tell us about the moment when you got sick, you went to the
2: doctor and how that led to your website, beautytruth.com.
0: Okay, I went to the doctor and I don't really like traditional medicine because you you know before anything really registers You're already sick. So I paid for super advanced stuff. I had urine analysis done I had hair analysis done and I had blood analysis, but not just your typical vitamin thing and your your cre- Creatine and your protein and all that stuff. I got major stuff done. I got into the you know uh, Doing the heavy metals mm-hmm. getting into all the chemicals that really cost me so much money and when I got the, the test back, the guy at the, the, the lab actually said to me, do you work in the cosmetic industry? My face just fell. I just kind of looked at him and go, yeah, how do you know? He said, because you have a lot of chemicals in you, that we see in, in people that do hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, Not only that, because I started thinking about that more and more. If you think of every day I'm walking into a new studio with the psych in the back, and every night that is painted. And back in those days, they mm-hmm. were using bad paint, and you could smell it. And we were sitting there all day long, every single day in all this paint. So you got all those chemicals, plus all the chemicals in the cosmetics. And I, I, you know, sometimes I'd do jobs where I did full body makeup in that. And then I'd get the makeup wipes and I'd take it off my hands. and I'd get rashes. Mm. And so I just started like literally purging my body. Mm-hmm. But I was a weirdo kid. Even as a kid, I started purging really young. I started like, you know, I'm going to be honest. I, I was a little bit bulimic when I was younger. And I would go on these week-long fasts where I wouldn't eat. My mom would go, what are you doing? I said, I'm on a fast. I didn't really know what a fast was. Having experienced all this, I really learned what the body can do and what it can't do when it, and what how it reacts to things. I did every healing modality, and I literally have done everything imaginable. I've done chelation. I have... Drunk clay be very careful doing that though kids don't just think you can drink clay because that can cause trouble too You really have to know what you're doing so um, I've done everything there is to do Mm -hmm. like literally everything Mm -hmm. And because of that when I started studying um, I became a raw foodist and then I started looking at what was in cosmetics because when I did the, I did a really long purge And uh, like a, a detox on my system and the first thing I did was go back to one of my famous red lipsticks and my lips were burning Thought. Yeah. What's happening here? This is really weird, and so I just started studying it all, mm-hmm. and I started looking at the the chemicals that are in there, the chemicals that are banned in Europe and Japan, not banned here in America. Mind you, I'm in Canada now, guys. You, I'm just, I'm going to be talking a lot more about America because of the the regulations there there mm-hmm. aren't any. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And so I did a website called BeautyTruth.com, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of exposure because that uh, over that because it kind of catapulted me from a makeup artist that actually had something to say because everybody said don't put out that site you'll never work again and i don't care i'm, I'm an Aquarian. i'm very rebellious yeah. um so i like to go against the norm and shake things up which i'm constantly doing if anybody follows me on instagram they'll know how much trouble i get myself in on there um i'm calming down though but <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah so i did the site and um i started talking about the myths and the in the realities of the industry i talk about sunscreens i talk about uh Uh, preservatives and you know it's it it's mind you it's an old site now it was done in 2004 Mm. or in 2018 Mm -hmm. and I've just basically left it sitting there as it was Mm -hmm. but it's still completely relevant to today Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and we were curious if you ever after you did all the purging if you ever went back and did the test again to see if it Purge those things. Oh, from yeah. Your I, system? I still, I still. What do, do you it. do? How do you do that? What do you well, do?
0: Well, I, I go to a guy that's um, in New York. He's from the Cancer Institute in Switzerland. And I go religiously to him probably two times a year. And I do a complete detox intravenously. And uh, he's doing, you know, this guy does stuff that, that nobody else is doing. And I go religiously. So he's constantly checking everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you notice a total like cleanup of your oh, blood I, work. I, I'm going to be honest. If I hadn't have done all this stuff, I'd probably be, be a train wreck and not even be around right now. Hmm. People have no idea. They, 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 everybody nowadays wants just to take a pill and have a quick fix. There's so much more because we're the, 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 you know our bodies are overburdened with all the chemicals that we are, inhaling in the air, drinking in our water, um, uh, eating on our food. It's covered in pesticides, insecticides, fungicides, herbicides, you name it. And you know, a lot of these have been banned all over except for in America.
2: So tell us about, RMS Beauty, so you started, you were making your own makeup in pots. I'm guessing originally they weren't necessarily all natural?
0: Well, because everybody started asking me, what should we use? So I started researching all the cosmetic, or the so-called green. I'm like now putting my fingers up in the air, like kind of shaking them. Quote, unquote, the green brands are out at the time. And I'm like, this isn't green. This is bullshit. Mm. And so um, I started, I took the concept of the raw food. The idea was first to do skincare, And... I couldn't find labs that even could go where my mind was going. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to just do my own makeshift kind of skincare and add the color in. I'm a makeup artist. That's what my forte is. I, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to just jump right into the color. And so I mixed the concept of skincare beats mineral color. And I kept it really pure at the beginning. And those are the ones that are all in the little glass pots because I didn't want it in plastic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it as healthy as possible, you know. And so everything that is in those products is bought by me. I don't trust the labs. They're all trying to pocket their, you know, Pad their pockets with with profit, so everything has a little RMS beauty corner. And I always tell people, I'm just going to add this in. I don't have kids, I don't have a husband, I have no one to give my money to, and I don't do drugs anymore. So this is this is my little drug addiction is is mm-hmm. my little RMS corner with all my ingredients. But I've had to expand and put some least of the evil chemicals into things like you know the mascara or the liners because you're not going to have a mascara or a liner or a long wear lipstick if you don't add some things. That are, that are more synthetic, but some of those synthetics are actually okay for you. Mm. I am mostly talking about the nasty ones that, you know, that mm. are really debatable. Which yeah. ones would you say are, are the worst offenders? For me, it's nanoparticles. Mm-hmm. nanoparticles are so small they're able to penetrate the blood uh, the the uh, bloodstream and they're able to penetrate the blood brain barrier that's where the controversy is on on nanoparticles mm-hmm. and nobody knows what that's going to do once it gets its way into the brain mm-hmm. nobody knows mm-hmm. and that's what scares me mm-hmm. we're inhaling them every time we turn around mm-hmm. yeah
2: Let's talk about Living Luminizer because that's your bestseller, that's the icon, right?
0: Tell us how you developed it, what the product is, how it came to be. Having worked with Victoria's Secret for 10 million years, I told you I was older. (laughs) When you see a girl that's completely naked, basically, you know, I see them completely naked. And you you put a little bit of oil, and I used to put Hoba oil on them because it made the skin look nicer. It's a yellow oil, made the skin look gorgeous in photography. And when you see that skin in their body, how gorgeous that looks, then you look at the face and go, what the hell just happened to the face? Because the whole texture of the face is different from all these crappy foundations that are on the market that look like you have a mask on. And I'd go, what the hell is happening? And so I started developing the foundations, obviously, so it looked exactly like the skin in the body. And the Luminizer came about because the skin is not supposed to look like a sumo wrestler shine. And I see a lot of girls putting it just basically that, Thickest silicones, hyaluronic acids all over their face and they think that's a nice glow. That's not. You look like a sumo wrestler, greasy beast. When in photography, you see very quickly where shine looks really bad and where it doesn't look really bad. So that luminizer was invented that you could control the shine where you wanted. There was a shine that had a luminous light reflective property to it that was gorgeous and sensual. Skin is sensual, skin is sexual. When you're covering it up with all this makeup, you know, I just look at these girls, I want to smack on the back of their head and I'm sure their faces are gonna fall right onto the pavement, they got so much makeup on, it doesn't look nice. Mm. You can do all the brows you want, tons of lashes, you know, big lipsticks, like big red lips, whatever you want, black lips if you want. Keep the skin looking beautiful. And the Luminizer was all about that. And that put me on the map because all the Luminizers out there, they weren't Luminizers for one thing, I made that name up. Everybody said, you can't use that name, there's no such word. I said, I don't care, I wanna call it Living Luminizer. Living for the quality of the living ingredients in the products. That are feeding you your nourishment your 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 enzymes your antioxidants your vitamins minerals and all that stuff because it hasn't been destroyed by heat it was done so that you had this glow that was like you just been laid or something you just came out of the sauna
1: that sounds like it's pretty tough to come up with though just nail that um formula out of the gate like what were the challenges i
0: couldn't find a lab at the beginning and i had my own formulas at the beginning because i had a friend in canada who worked for paint factory so she would put the percentages. I didn't know how to do that. But it's funny because when she first started doing it for me, I said, oh, I want organic coconut oil. I want you know a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's really funny because she would get coconut oil. And then I, this crazy mad scientist, would research the coconut oil. What's been done to that coconut oil? And so I, I searched out pure 100% raw coconut oil, cold centrifuge, not cold pressed. Because coconut oil, people don't realize. They always say, oh my god clogs your pores and I go you're right it does and they go why are you using it I said because it's not that kind of coconut oil coconut oil and the cosmetic industry for that fact is exactly like the cocaine industry you got your shitty street cocaine and you got your movie star cocaine and I use this comparison because people always remember and it also makes them laugh and so with coconut oil coconut oil in nature has the highest levels of lauric and caprylic acid do you guys know where the other high levels are human breast milk Mm. Antifungal, antibacterial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting a coconut oil from the normal traditional huge mono farmers that are, you know, these huge corporations doing it, they do everything quick, fast, and they use heat to make everything go faster, and you've destroyed the, these these um, ingredients. Mm-hmm. You've manipulated them with heat. Mm-hmm. And coming from a raw food background, that's where I figured out, oh my God, so the woman would make it in the ingredients that I found mm-hmm. and had researched, and she could not be, believe... This is a chemist. She could not believe the difference between one organic product that she'd originally made and my organic product with the ingredients that I found. She could not believe the difference. Yeah,
1: did you patent this? Or you can't
0: patent it. Somebody can take my, my formula, my names on the back, and just go, okay, well, let's just add a little bit of chamomile in there. Yeah. It's now their product. So you yeah. can't patent. Has that
2: happened to you over the years? Oh, everybody
0: copies me, honey. Everybody. And I don't mean to sound conceited, but they do.
2: Mm-hmm. How does it, what's your reaction?
0: I kind of get off on it in a way because it's a compliment. Mm -hmm. It means that, okay, ooh, people are looking at what I'm doing, man. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Guys aren't paying attention to me, but people stealing my ideas are. (laughs) 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 What can I say? You know what I mean? It's like at least someone's paying attention to me. (laughs)
1: And if people have never used your products before what how do you describe the luminizer what what do you say it is okay
0: the luminizer is a light reflective glove you place systematically on the elevated parts of your face that would be the cheekbones Mm -hmm. the center just in the center of the of the eyelid above the 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 pupil or the iris little corner where your tear ducts are that little l shape just draw a little bit in there Mm -hmm. put it on your brow bone if you want and you can also do the bow of the lips and down the center of the nose and it just gives the most beautiful, light, reflective glow. It's not shimmer, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, shiny silver robot looking thing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anybody can wear it, any age, any skin type. Now which one's the eye gloss? Can you explain how it's different? It's not 100% organic, but there's a hell of a lot of organic ingredients in here. Mm-hmm. Some people it will crease on, I'm going to be honest. And I always tell people, if it creases, that's, that's a good sign. It means you're not going to have chicken skin dried up eyelids by the time you're 35. Mm. So that little bit of added moisture is what actually makes them magical because when the light hits it, your eyes look more sensual. Mm-hmm. They look more wet and more you know, dry. To me, to look at a dry eyelid with a taupe on it, I just want to barf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can Sorry, but, you know, this. I say it as it is. It's boring and your eye looks dry. Uh, Why you're would dry you eyes want are so a dry boring. eye? <laughs> now, that color is interesting because I don't do your Pantone pink, your Pantone blue, your Pantone... Um, green that a lot of brands will do I go with shades that are slightly muted so that when you put it on your eye it doesn't look like oh my god what a pink eyeshadow you got on there yeah I do something where people will look at your eye and go wow your eyes look amazing mm-hmm. look at you know how blue your eyes look or how green they look I use colors that are going to pop your eye and your mm-hmm. skin rather than pop the color that they're broadcasting for a makeup mm-hmm. brand you're also a punk rocker and they don't yeah. get told what yeah, to do either yeah I'm a punk rocker <laughs> I slept with Iggy Pop. There you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And essential oils, you don't use those in your products either, right? What's the story on that? I
0: don't use essential oils and... um, I get a little bit of backlash on this, but people don't realize I am in favor of essential oils. They are fantastic for therapeutic purposes. I love essential
2: oils. So I'm so curious about
0: this. I inhale them, you know, it calms me down. I just don't want to be told what to do. I'm a control freak. My acupressure points on my wrists and things like that. So I, you know, a little bit here if I want a little Mm -hmm. bit of a scent. But my problem with essential oils is they're overused in the industry. And a lot of times essential oils are used to mask the, the, the smell of bad, cheap oils, even in organic, yes. And what happens with essential oils, too, people that have sensitivity, e- rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, they can't use them. Mm. They're going to have an irritation. Not only that, essential oils are so powerful and so therapeutic that a lot of these labs, they're chemists. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not ethnopharmacognists. They're not, uh, they don't have their degree in, phys- in, in, in uh, microbiology and things like that. They don't understand essential oils, nor do they understand herbs, and nor do they understand really good oils. They're chemists. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these labs don't want to hire the really good guys mm-hmm. because it costs too much money. And so what happens is you get these people just throwing in the kitchen sink of every essential oil because of the claims. Mm-hmm. But you've actually bastardized your product a little bit because some essential oils are so strong they're going to overpower another one. Mm-hmm. And you're going to you know, eradicate what it is you're actually going for. And everybody's putting in too much stuff for the claims because it's got a big fancy long deck. Less is more. Mm -hmm. so for me to put essential oils just to cover up and you think about they're in your eye cream day cream night cream serums toners spritzers foundation primers lipsticks eyeshadows it's like it's overkill just to make something smelly pretty Mm. you know and then the people get sucked in by that they go oh my god doesn't this smell pretty
2: and what product is on your dream list to develop but you haven't been able to crack it because of you know integrity issues
0: yep mascara you have Mascara. mascara though don't you i have two mascaras. yeah I have two. And I won one of them, one for uh, from Allure magazine for Best Mascara a few years ago. But here's the thing with mascara. You know, we got challenged eyelash people, which is, I'm a challenged eyelash girl. My lashes go down, so I have to curl them up. So when you're using naturals, I find them not as good as some of the of the ones that have more of the chemicals in because you need your eyelashes to stand up a lot of them mm-hmm. will just fall but then again you get you look at some of the waterproof mascaras out there from the big brands i've taken them and used them and i watch literally watch my eyelashes fall again claim that the eyelashes are going to curl up from it Bullshit, man mm-hmm. and i don't know how, how they get away with it but they do so yeah mascara would be one because i have i'm very big in japan and they have very short eyelashes and they also have a hooded lid so when you're doing mascara and you have oil because it's natural that oil is going to remove mascara and remove makeup so there's some issues in the Japanese market with the mas- natural mascara so I would like to do a mm-hmm. mascara that I know will hold your eyelashes up when you curl them and it will also stay on mm-hmm. but then again you've got to add the chemicals so wow. I'm Trying to figure out something.
1: So you're not going to give
0: up. You're like. Oh, I'm not giving up on that. No. Mm-hmm. But I will add some chemicals, but there are chemicals out there. If you go on to the EWG or the cosmetics database, EWG.org, cosmeticsdatabase.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you, you can see listings that from zero to nine on toxicity. I am not going to use the, the ingredients mm-hmm. that are a nine. I'll use mm-hmm. ingredients that maybe get up in the two, three, mm-hmm. maybe a four if it's for a mascara. Yeah. But I won't be using like fours, five, six or anything like that. So do you say your brand is a natural brand then, not an organic brand?
1: Or it's a 97%? You know, like. How do you classify, yeah, classify it? Yeah. Okay.
0: It. That, is, that is a Pandora's box, what you just asked there. Mm-hmm the USDA owns the word organic so they're trying to to control that so the organic brands that are have you know have a lot of organic ingredients in are having a hard time wavering through that and that's going to be coming up in the future there's going to be some issues with that the word the word natural means nothing mm-hmm. so you know you see big brands saying oh natural we put in like natural hobo oil but look at all the other camel cuz you're pouring that poor little bit of whole hobo oil so I like to say green, green came along is just because you think of vegetables, you think healthier, so you say the word green. Green's okay to use. I like to use the word clean. Let's talk about your beauty look because you always have a great red lipstick going on. Yeah. Um, which one do you wear? I've always worn the RMS Red. Um, before the RMS Red got that name mm-hmm. I always was w- working with lipsticks and I when I was doing my lipsticks I fired literally five labs because nobody can color match a mm-hmm. bunch of idiots um, <laughs> <laughs> you could leave that on some <laughs> of them are some of them are effing idiots um, you know because all they I want to go jump on the green bandwagon but they don't know what they're doing and yeah. they send you prize I'm like dude, you're in the cosmetic industry. This is what you've come up with. This color doesn't even look like this color.
2: Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, so the, the RMS red before was just always the red that I never had a name for. And then when we finally got the lab that I put in all 15 and all 15 came back to perfection. I'm just wanted to get down on my hands and knees and pray to them and just go, I can't believe you actually can match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's been called RMS red, but I've worn this red color for years
1: outside of your own brand what products are on your top shelf like what do you trust to use on your skin and your hair
0: okay i remember i told you i'm a minimalist yes i've never used soap i've never used a cleanser i don't use anything on my body when i was a kid i'm gonna tell you when i was a kid i you haven't heard this story yet miss um when i was a kid i hated my stepfather hated him Everything he touched in the house, I would sterilize after, basically. And I was afraid to touch the soap in the house because I knew he used it. I wouldn't have a bath because he was in the bathtub. I used to hide a face cloth under my bed because I thought he might touch it. So I would only stand in the shower with my face cloth and did my whole body just with my face cloth. So I was a bit weird, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so it just continued through. So at the age of 14, my mom let me wear eyeliner and I used to take that off with the olive oil in the kitchen again, I didn't want to use the soap. Because back in those days, you had soap. You didn't have all these cleansers, all these fancy stuff that you do now. Not that I'm old. Um, <laughs> and, then, um, and then when I got older, I started using coconut oil. And that came from a lot of the raw food I was doing and studying different oils. And so basically, my whole life, all I've done is put a dab of, of coconut oil on my skin or pop it in the bathtub when I got my own bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I'm a minimalist. And I, I also believe that the skin's producing its own bacteria, and we're washing it off with doing too many steps and too many weird things and just too many debatable things. I think it's all too harsh. So um, I do use coconut oil to wash my face, and, and I just take it, I rub it all over my face and my fingers, take a tissue, literally a piece of toilet paper, or a tissue if I have, wipe it off, and I go to bed. I don't Which wash my one? face, Which nothing. Which
1: one do you use? Which one do you think is the best coconut oil to cleanse your face with?
0: I can't tell you, and that's because it's in my product. Okay. And this is this is the cold centrifuge This is why you one. look
1: so damn good. I need to get it. Yeah. I but need this, to get that the one, The thing though. is, you
0: know, what's interesting is this coconut oil is available on store shelves. But here's the problem. When you have a whole row of coconut oils, they're all, at, I'm just going to throw some numbers out. They're all between $10 and $12. Everybody buys that. You see one number there for like $25, 30 $40. That's usually the one that's the cold centrifuge. But unfortunately, they don't label it as cold cold centerpiece, which I don't know why, it all just will say cold press, and it'll also say extra virgin. There's no such thing as extra virgin co- coconut oil. That's, they stole that from the olive oil mm-hmm. industry. So that's like, that's just that's a, weird. it's all marketing, honey. Yeah. It's all to whatever they want to tell the consumer that the consumer's going to get sucked in. What about these supplements you're working on? Uh, those are the probiotics. I've been taking probiotics for years and I keep taking different ones because I'm a firm believer of also changing up things a little bit to see what happens. The gut skin correlation to me is alive and well. And I've, I've told people with really bad acne, just take mega doses of, of a probiotics and you know you will see a big difference because of the gut health has been completely destroyed by all the bad food we're eating. Mm-hmm. We're not eating sauerkraut. We're not eating fermented vegetables to put all the good bacteria back. Mm-hmm. We're eating crap food that's devoid of anything. Mm-hmm. And again, the probiotics go into the cocaine. Cheap shit. Street cocaine and movie star cocaine. Bifidophilus, acidophilus the same you can buy cheap stuff that's from china who knows what the hell's in that and a lot of these big companies that are putting out these products are putting in the cheap stuff i don't care mine was supposed to be more expensive and i said take 10 bucks off everybody just kind of looked at me well we can't really and i go i don't care take it off Mm -hmm. i want to make it more accessible that's Mm -hmm. how i am Mm -hmm. you know and and these are really good for the skin they're they 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 you know i have a, a friend who's got a very big gut and uh he's an older man and um, he took it and he said, wow. He said, man, did that ever just, you know, it doesn't give you the runs or anything, pardon what I'm talking about here, but it just made, made the bowel movements work more uh, more uh, proficient, you know? Sort of regulating. Yeah, you know? regulated yeah. things and it makes you feel better mm-hmm. because you're getting that, that bacteria that the, the whole immune system's in your
2: gut. Back to your own personal beauty look
0: and habits and stuff. Do you have any tattoos? You no, know, and- I have no tattoos. I hate tattoos. And I don't know one person that's older that doesn't regret their tattoos. Mostly on a woman. Why do yeah. you hate them? Because yeah. you know why? Because I work in the fashion business, and when you see a model that's drop dead gorgeous, and she's walking away, and you see a brown spot or a blue spot in her back, or it look what the hell is that? Yeah. yeah, it's only art when you're right there in the face. How about this astrology thing
2: though? Like what? What? Uh, where did you learn that? And who do you give readings to?
0: Well, I learned that back in the day when I hated my stepfather. I wanted to know, why is he like that? So I started studying Scorpios. So right there, most people are going to go, oh, if they know anything about astrology, Scorpio is going to be pretty intense. And so I wanted to know why people do what they do, why they say, why they're acting, why things happen to them. So I just started studying it completely on my own. And um, I'm very, very lucky because that's another thing that I just get. I, yeah. just, I just get it. Yeah. I don't know why. I failed math. But yet I can look at a, a chart with all the numbers and all the the angles, and I can you know look at it, and I can walk away and remember someone's chart. Well, it's the weird. fact that your
2: sister's a, a medium, might, it seems like maybe it's in the it runs blood, in the family. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 it runs in the family for That's sure. So cool. Who do you read
1: then? Who do you trust or go to for chart readings or? Who do I go to for yeah. chart readings?
0: Um, I haven't gone to very many people because I get really annoyed because. When I read, I'm super fast. I go into the soul and I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. And I hate it when I go to astrologers. And these are very famous astrologers. But their ability to communicate what they're trying to say is very slow you have Libra rising, that rules Venus, which is fashion. You know, and I want to go like, come on, get snappy. to the heavy Make stuff. I got <laughs> Scorpio on me. Don't give me this baby fluffy shit, you know. Yeah. I give, you sock it to me. So I have yet to find an astrologer that really knows how to communicate mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm all air and fire. Mm-hmm. I actually really don't. I'm the only earth planet I have is, is Venus. So that's why I can actually ground myself when I'm doing makeup.